Welcome to the City Life Lansing podcast. You are loved, you belong, and you have a unique purpose from God. You can connect with us at citylifelansing.com. You belong here. Here's today's message. Great morning, friends and family. It's good to see you guys. Getting a timer. Great morning. It's good to see you guys. Hey, there's been some technical difficulties today, so online we love you and we thank you. Um, But it's cool because I think today I'm like, yo, the enemy's not going to win. So if you're feeling froggy, whatever it is, that's cool. Guess what? Emmy's not going to win today. And so I woke up today, my throat was literally closed. I couldn't even speak for the first 10 seconds. I was like, <laughs> and I was like, and I woke up and I like said something to my roommates. And I was like, oh, God, I can speak. Thank you, God. This is crazy. But we don't got to get that spiritual. But hi. Great morning, friends and family. <laughs> now, today I want to be real. I want to be candid. I want to be genuine. Um, and I want to invite you to do the same. I want to be real. I don't want to fake it. I don't want to do anything. I just want to be genuine with you guys and just, and just have the real conversations. Is that cool? Let's do it, y'all. So within, in the vein and then uh, the light of being genuine, I want to start with saying I love you. Thank you. I love you. I was asking God, I was like, God, what do I want to say to these people? You know, like, what, do you, like, what is the whole purpose? And it's just like, I want to tell you I love you. Whether you've heard that a trillion times and, and you know what I mean, and you're like, you're, like, it's like the word is just kind of the same thing as I like. Or if you're the person that didn't hear it enough. Or if you're the person that doesn't need to hear it, don't even hear it from me, God's telling you he loves you. I don't know where you stand on that spectrum, but I love you and I hope you love me too. So hi. And so then, what I think is cool too in the, in, in the light of being genuine and all of that and love, I also want to honor. I want to honor well. I don't know if you know the pastors here. His name is Jerome and Crystal Veerling. They're pastors here, and they're on sabbatical. And, and I want to take a second to just honor them and tell them thank you, even though they're not here. You know, they could possibly be tuning in online. If so, hi. And, but if not, it's cool to honor. No matter where you stand on the spectrum, you may say, you know, like, oh, we don't need to honor as much, man. We need less reverence for people, not because people suck, but because, like, yo, we just need to care about Jesus more. That's actually a cool point of view. I get you. Or if you stand on the other side of the spectrum, and you're like, we need more reverence. If you don't call him bishop, if you don't call him pastor, you don't care about him enough. Wherever you stand on the spectrum is okay. But in this moment, I kind of want to, I was thinking about it this week, I was like, what's so captivating about Jesus and his followers, his, his immediate followers, those disciples? For me, it was the fact that they dedicated their life to something bigger than themselves. It's, it influences my whole life, it's influenced your whole life, whether you know it or not. And I was blown away by the fact these, these people dedicated their life to something bigger than, bigger than them. It was breathtaking. And I think sometimes I want to be able to do the same thing for individuals who do it in front of us. So Jerome and Crystal are wonderful individuals. Staff, thank you. Dream team, thank you. You don't have to be in occupational ministry, right, to be necessarily zealous or whatever, passionate about God. You don't need to be in those circumstances. So moms and dads that you love the God, yo, shout out you. (laughs) People that are working in corporate America, go. Good work. For real, though. It's big stuff. It's hard. It's not easy. And I just want to honor, because it actually takes my breath away. We have people who follow Jesus. That's so cool. Word? And so thank you, guys. Thank you for coming here today. You know what I mean? It's choir. You guys are coming to church. Wherever you stand in the spectrum, yo, you're dope. I love you so much. Seriously, it's so, so cool. And lastly, I want to honor God, because he's the reason we stand for, and we, this whole thing functions for, the whole reason why we have worship and block parties and love this city week coming around. It's so cool, because we stand for one thing and one thing alone. That's Jesus Christ. So we honor him. Let's pray. God, thank you for today. It is so cool we get to be here. 
literally we woke up this morning. Thank you, God. Thank you, God, for every single person that's walked in here. Lord, I pray you just, we invite you in, and uh, I pray you feel loved too, because we love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Word. Okay, hi, I'm Ashton. It's nice to meet you. And uh, we're going to get started, okay? Because I got a timer. Let's go. So, hey, we've been digesting and dissecting a book called what? Ephesians throughout the summer. So in-house, out-of-house keynote speakers have gotten the opportunity to talk about a book called Ephesians. And Ephesians is written by this guy named Paul. Quick summary. You mean used to be Saul, right? Cool conversion. Follows Jesus radically now. Awesome. Let's go. We got Paul. Dope. He writes this thing, and he writes this letter called Ephesians to the church of Ephesus. And it's beautiful. You can sometimes in verses, you can, you can blow them up and, like, and, 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 and juice the lime as much as you want. But in some sense, it's really cool to just synthesize a whole chapter. And so if I could tell you what Ephesians says in three points, I would put it, if you put it on the screen, it says unity, God's unity, God's will slash his plan, and God's power and protection over us. So if you have your notes, that's your time, that's it. So Ephesians, written by Paul to the church of Ephesus, and it's got three main points in it. And those would be the three I'd pick. And so we've been talking about this this summer. And then on the second hand, so hold that in this hand, we have Ephesians. If you can see, if you need to write. The second hand, we also have this three-part series we've been talking about, right? Right now we're in that beautiful bumper created by the awesome creative team, which just makes you, that's also a form of worship. We should be excited, like, yo, that's really, really cool. That was awesome. And it signified us being in a, 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 a series that was said, Roots in the Land. That's where we're at, right? But it's a part of a three-part series. There's, three, there's two other ones before. So we have Roots in the Land. Before that was Roots with the Fam. And then does anybody remember the first one? Roots with the Man. Roots with the Man. So you might be asking, but Ashton, we're in Roots in the Land. But in order for us to really understand what that means, we got to go back. And realize that it's all connected. This is all for one reason, one purpose. And so it's really cool. It helps us understand it a little bit more. So it's awesome because as we transition from the roots of the man, what does that mean? That means we're all connected to this big taproot. His name is Jesus. Me and him. Oh, yeah, let's go. Roots with the man. I got deep roots. I'm connected with Jesus. Roots with the man. So we spent this whole time, Jesus series, super cool. Awesome. And then leading out of that, you had roots with the fan. Because as I'm connected in this awesome root with Jesus... You are too. We're all connected. And not only are we connected to that, we're interconnected. Roots, they're interconnected. We have family. That's what this is. You and me. What are we? I didn't hear you. What are we? Online. What are we? Family. That's good. Hey, I hear it. That's good. And then going forward, we had an awesome guy who kicked it off last week. His name is Chris Cadogan. He killed it last week. Shout out him for real. Like, seriously, give it up, give it up, give it up. That's awesome. He, he said something beautiful. He spoke about reconciliation and how, what it means to restore harmony. And so he was, he was also alluding to the roots with the fam and the, the, the necessary um, uh, point of unity and togetherness with one another, which was super, super, super cool. But we cannot forget our roots with the man, nor our roots in the land, with the fam, when if we are even have any deep feeling of wanting to install our roots in the land. Does that make sense? We can't forget our roots with the man and we can't forget our roots with the fam. Why? Because loving the world is not easy. It's not, it's not easy to go out there and do Love the City Week. I already, I, already, I already know you guys are thinking about it. You take off work, who knows, kids, what do you have to do, intersections. I mean, it's crazy. It's not easy. As a matter of fact, I think I could probably stand here and convince us all in some sense to honestly like not love our city and turn our backs in some sense. And not because I'm sweet, but because it's that difficult. 
throughout scripture, there's literally an abundant amount of promises to tell you it's not easy. Check these out on the screen. It's really cool. Wait for it. So here, these are all really cool promises. Check them out. I'm going to read them. Don't read them. Don't get ahead of yourself. 1 Peter 2, 21. For you were called to this because Christ also suffered. Suffered. Say it with me. Suffered. For you, leaving you an example that you should follow in his steps. Suffering. That's not a fun word. That's a hard word. Second word. Luke 9, 23. Then he said to them all, if anyone wants to, fo- wants to follow after me, let him deny himself. Take up his cross daily and follow me. Deny. This past weekend, I have an abundant amount of sweets. I did not deny myself. It was terrible. I literally had, I had key lime pie, two, a blueberry pie bite, um, three cookies, two Oreo pie things. I don't, even, I don't even have a sweet tooth. I just sucked. That was crazy. It was so gross. Luke 14, says, In the same way, therefore, every one of you who does not renounce all his possessions cannot be my disciple. That's not, that's not saying all those that renounce blah, blah, blah cannot be, not have a significant impact. No, he's talking about the entry requirements. You can't be my disciple if you don't renounce that. Deep. Luke 14, 26 through 27 says, if anyone comes to me and does not hate his own father, mother, wife, children, brothers and sisters, yes, and even his own life, he cannot be my disciple. Whoever does not bear his own, say it with me, cross, Three, two, one, cross, and come after me cannot be my three, two, one, disciple. Yo, that's a lot, right? And this one hit me too. First Peter 5a says, be sober-minded, be alert. Your adversary, the devil, is prowling around like a roaring lion, looking for anyone he can devour. To dig your roots in the land, to love people, is hard. That's not easy. And it's not easy not only because of obviously all of these things, but it's not easy because walking with Jesus isn't necessarily easy in the time we live in. And I know it might be difficult to understand and it, or we're trying to process these things, but it's crazy because it's not only our downfalls are a factor in, in the difficulty in following Jesus, right? We also have, what's 1 Peter 5, they say? An adversary. That means uh, uh, like, a, like, a, like, a, like, a, like an enemy. The devil is prowling around like a roaring lion looking for anyone he can devour. So not only is it you and me struggling, right? We have our own struggles. Like, yo, we wake up, I feel insecure, whatever it is, whatever you want to do. But we also have somebody that's like, yo, stacked up against us? What? That's crazy. But, B-U-T. 1 John 4.14 reads, You dear children are from God. You can write that in your journal. 1 John 4.14, because this is the promise. Are from God and have overcome them. Because the one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. Translation on the screen says, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Okay? One more translation. It says, greater is he that's in we than he that's in the world. I share this because that prowling enemy, I like to personally refer to him as punk. He's a punk to me. The devil, that's a punk. Can we say that? 
The devil's a punk. Say, hey, devil's a punk. Three, two, one. Devil's a punk. Thank you. Online, I hope you said it. For real, because he is. But this punk wants to divide us. Divide you and I apart from one another in order to remove us the ability to be able to take part in the responsibilities you and I have of loving and serving and installing our roots in the land. Correct or incorrect? But today, I want you and I to remember that greater is he that is in we than he that's in the world. So Kid City does something cool. We always do these little hand signs to remember, and we're going to do that together, right? So you're going to say greater. Show off your biceps. Online, show off your biceps. Greater is he that's in we than he that's in the world. You hear that? This is what leads us into Ephesians. So <laughs> now we're at where that's a good intro, isn't it? We're here now. <laughs> Let's go. Ephesians 6. So, hey, open up your Bibles. Ephesians 6, okay, verses 10 through 18. If you want to, it will be on the screen, which will be beautiful. Um, but take your time. Please don't go to your text messages in this moment. Bible. Let's go. Let's focus up. We're here. I love this one speaker. We were at a camp, and he said, uh, he goes, uh, <laughs> we need to hold us to open up his Bible. He goes, uh, how do you say? He said, he said uh, hurry up, take your time. Take your time, hurry up. So he's there. Ephesians 6, chapter 10, uh, verses 10 through 18. Hurry up, take your time. That's that coach mentality. I freaking love it. Okay. So we're there. So this is a relatively well-known chapter. Again, as we spoke, you may have heard about this before, or you may not have, and that's cool. But either, either or, we're going to talk about it. And uh, it's, it's, the passage is labeled the whole armor of God. Okay? Let me read. It reads, a final word, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on all of God's armor. So that you'll be able to stand firm against all the strategies of the devil. What do we call him? He a punk. That's right. Thank you. For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unsee world, against mighty powers in this dark world, and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. That's a lot, and that is scary. But guess what? Verse 13 reads, therefore put on every piece of God's armor. Oh, I read it again. My bad. Right? Of God's armor. Yep, I'm good. So you'll be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil. Then after the battle, you will still be standing firm. Stand your ground, okay? Putting on the belt of truth, the body armor of God's righteousness. For shoes, put on the peace that comes from the good news so that you will be fully prepared. In addition to all these, hold up the shield of faith to stop the fiery arrows of the devil. Put on the salvation as your helmet and take the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Lastly, pray in the spirit at all times and on every occasion. Stay alert and be persistent in your prayers for all believers everywhere, all throughout the land. Friends, the devil does not want you and I to love and commit our lives to serving those that are lost, hurting, or forgotten. So he will do as much as try and kill you or I to do that. Does that make sense? But God gives us a powerful strategy and defense slash offensive plan to strap up and fasten our armor and protection amongst all this world and the enemy can muster up. Why? Because the devil is a... Thank you. I love hearing that. 
Now, we could dissect this into each tool listed, and we could take the time to, to do so, and it's really cool. And there's tons of resources if you want to know about, like, the depth of what it means to have the belt of truth or the breastplate of righteousness. And I would love to share that with you and or somebody from the team. It would be really cool. We can chop it up later. We don't necessarily are going to go that route today. I'll share about one. It's kind of cool. The shield. Um, the shields in the con because you might be like, shield, like how does a shield extinguish fiery darts? Like I like it. Maybe Paul's trying to write something cool. But if you want a little bit of context, so it's actually cool. Those shields in this specific, in this specific moment, in this time, the Roman context, they would actually be like leather strapped and they would dip them in water until the point of being waterlogged. That means like so much water in it that when the fiery dart from an enemy would come, it would extinguish it because it's all wet. Isn't that kind of cool? We don't think that because, you know what I'm saying, we use like guns and all that stuff in war, so it's different. But Shields, that's really cool. So, but we don't need to go in there. There's so many depth, it's really awesome. We're not gonna do that. That's not our strategy today. Today, I wanna stay simple. Because remember when we said that whole thing isn't easy? And you honestly might have held that on a little bit deeper than I maybe have anticipated. You might have been like, yeah, it has been really hard. And now I have all these reasons to show me that this is dumb and how hard it is. But I think God had that in mind too. Like, Ashton, I'm a little discouraged right now. You know, I've been feeling defeated. I've been feeling like my armor is not tight. I've been getting beat and beat and beat and beat. Well, I hear you. And I relate with you. I often wake up this past three weeks. has been some of, like, the harder weeks in my life, genuinely. Whether it's, you know, significant. We spoke about it in worship. You know, friends passing away. Whether it's, you know, that, like for, for my specific, my personal, my, it's the half decade of my mom's passing. And I still can't think every day. I just don't understand why or how. But it hurts. And those are just my own things. And I wake up sometimes feeling like an imposter. Like, am I real? Am I, do I really love this stuff? Am I really about this? Remember how we started in the beginning? We're talking about being real, right? Candid, genuine. I'm not the only one that feels like that, correct? You do too. But that's why I said greater is he that's in we. I removed it from just me. It's awesome. Taproot with Jesus is beautiful, right? Roots of the man is so powerful. It's, 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 it's required. It's essential. But so is you and I. That's why I said greater is he that's in we. Remember, can we do it again? Greater is he that's in we than he that's in the world. Our job as believers, our duty as followers of Christ in this crazy thing we call life is to stand by one another, to fight this fight together. Like I said, you see, the roots of the man, it's so important. It really is. But I need you and you need me. It's true. It's beautiful. I love that, like, the taproots with the man. It's even, you know, in the creation story for it's not good for the man to be alone. It was just beautiful. Like, the period wasn't in the sentence. You're not alone. It's, we're together in this. That's so special. Worship team, you guys can come up. And, and as I was reading this passage, and, and I went a little bit down um, the, the following, like, paragraph before that final greetings, you know, I was, I was thinking, like, man, why is it, you know, we do this thing and we read the scriptures and we always have this immediate relation to the context. Oh, it's about me, which is powerful. It is. This, this is a whole awesome love letter that's written to you. 
but it's also written to we, right? It's not just me and you. It's not just me. It's me and you. But why aren't we asking each other to help fasten our armor? Right? And that's not cheesy. That's not cliche language. I'm genuine. Because you know it's hard. So why don't we ask people? I love where Paul goes right after he shares the passage. He says on verse 19, you can put it on the screen. It says, and pray for me too. Ask God to give me the right words so I can boldly explain God's mysterious plan that the good news is for the Jews and Gentiles alike. That means, hey, pray for me. I'm trying to love the world. I'm in chains now still preaching this message as God's ambassador. So pray that I will keep on speaking boldly for him as I should. Paul asked for help right here, literally. He asked for those that are reading the letter to pray for him. And what's crazy is, I was just thinking about this, is Paul was written to who again? What, what, what was Ephesians written to? Do you, remember, do you guys remember? Ephesus. Is Ephesus one person, do you think? It's actually a place, which means it's written to maybe people Paul doesn't know. But he's asking you to please pray for me. Please join alongside with me. So that he can keep loving the world. Installing his roots in the land. Loving the city, September 5th through 11th. Hear me. The enemy, the predator, you know what I'm saying? The one that we're talking about in 1 Peter 5, 8, the punk, right? His goal is he wants to get you alone. And exploit your weak spots alone. You ever seen Nat Geo, National Geographic? I have. I personally like it. And what happens? Every single time you see them, hyenas, the cheetahs, what they do? They get them mammer jammers away from the pack. Don't they? And then what happens? They get smoked and it's super sad and graphic. And it breaks my empathetic heart. Every single time I watch that stupid show. <laughs> but they get him alone. And that's when, they, that's when he can see, devour whatever. He's a punk. He just wants to get you alone. And you're, dude, it makes me want to cry because it's that simple. But we fall suit to it every single time. Do you know what I'm saying? And, and I think it's, it's, it's in those moments where, yo, we got to do it together. But oftentimes we have the pride and the courage. I've got a couple more minutes. I'm doing good. I can share this last one. So it says, it's, 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 no one wants to do it. No one wants to feel like uncomfortable to speak up and ask for help, right? But I love this story. It was in Mark 5, and it reads about Jesus. And Jesus is going, and he's headed, and he's going to heal this girl. He's going to heal this girl, this child. And, and, and 12-year-old child, he's going to heal him. Like, yo, large crowd, it's a deep moment. It's crazy. And he's walking. And you may have heard the story. If not, I'll try and give it to you quickly. And there's this lady, she's had a bleeding condition for 12 years. 12 years. And, and she musters up the courage and, and she tries to head on her way and to seek and find Jesus, right? But it's cool because a lot of people highlight that woman in the story of her courage, which was true. Hear what I'm not saying. She's awesome, for sure. But I think both Jesus and her resemble something awesome in this one. Why? Because they both look like lunatics. Excuse my French. Seriously, it's actually crazy. They actually sound nuts. Why? In this condition, in this context, this lady... It seek, it goes to find Jesus in a large crowd. She weaves her way through, trying to get there. She's banished. She shouldn't be around these people, right? She's sick. In this context, she can't be here. And she's going to not just go say something. She's going to touch somebody. That's crazy. She's a lunatic. Jesus is on his way, right? So then, right here, there's like movies. I love movies. So think that, that context, cut screen. Jesus is here, right? He's walking with his disciples. 
doing it, right? Walking, doing his thing, about to go heal this person. Probably doesn't even walk like that at all. He's so freaking awesome. He's probably like, hi. I don't know. Or he's freaking awesome. I don't know. But he's sweet. And he's walking. He's walking, and it's so powerful what he does. He asks a stupid question. Large crowd, who touched me? That's a dumb question, guys. People are like, there's no dumb questions. That's a dumb question. You're in a big crowd. That's stupid. Secondhand embarrassment I have for the disciples. What are you talking about? Who touched you, Jesus? Like, yeah, yeah, we dedicate our whole, remember what I said? What should we, what, our breath should be taken away by what? People that dedicate their life to stuff. I'm like, I dedicate my life to this lunatic? He's asking a question in a big crowd. You feel me? That's nuts. But he does it. And the story reads, I want to ball my eyes out because it's that deep. And he, and, he, and, he, and he says, who touched me, you know, and he, and he speaks to the woman, and it's an awesome moment. She's healed, and he goes on, and he heals the lady. The point that I share is the woman and him experienced and both held one attribute, and it was courage and a feeling of not caring what other people think. Jesus, too. The woman's dope. I'm not saying that, but we often, I think, miss Jesus. She had courage. He had courage. She was willing to reach out and ask for help. He was willing to make himself available in a time when it didn't seem like it. You know? People could have looked at him crazy. Probably did. They're asking him crazy questions. His whole reputation could be in the line. But he asked something that might have seemed silly, but was so beautiful and changed a woman's life. And that's why I ask the question. I say, hey, greater, remember, greater is he that's in who? We, than he that's in the world. We. And so we were talking about it this weekend. Tina was like, Ashton, what worship song should we do? I said, yo, VJ played this really song. It was like, I need you. I love you. I want you. It was awesome. But I was like, what if we switched the words? We just said, we need you. We love you. And we want you. What would that look like? And so worship team is going to lead that for a second. I'll come back up here and close this out. But I encourage you, you know, be unashamed. If you need to come here, cool. If you want to stand, cool. If you want to sit, cool. But encourage you to think it is actually bigger than you. And that's not a bad thing. And it's not demeaning what's going through at all. But it's an encouragement for you to speak up and share. And so we love you. We need you. We want you. And that's all to Jesus, baby. Let's sing.
invitation. That it's not just I, but it's we. So my friends, remember, also a little bit of enlargement from that. Our family, let's not do life alone. Let's love this city together. But please, I ask you, I actually plead, please do it. Ask somebody to, to pick up a shield for you, to tighten your body armor. Get me, Tina? <laughs> to watch your six. Translation, join a group. Speak up, ask a question. Make yourself known and, like Jesus, make yourself what? Available. It's hard. It's not easy. But we are in this together. Because greater is, come on, do it with me. Greater is he that's in we than he, that punk, that's in the world. Let's pray. God, thank you for friends. And more than that, thank you for family. Thank you for installing us roots that want to dive deep with you and deep with other people. God, I pray for every single person in this room, every single person that's tuning in online now or from times to come, God, are encouraged, convicted, and led to draw closer to you and your people in order for, in order for us to go love your world radically, zealously, all the cool words, all the cool LYs. God, we love you, and we want you, we love you, we need you, and we invite you in today. I pray we invite somebody else in too. Thank you, God, for this moment. Amen. So, friends, I love you. Like I said, I mean it. I really do. I love you. And I promise you that we will be here next week, 10 o'clock and 1130. All races, all faces, and all ages. You belong here. And we're not going to keep stop. We're not going to stop loving the city one life at a time. Let's go, baby. I said it wrong, but that's okay. We're not going to stop until he makes all things new, baby. Let's go. We